Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Fried, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how it all works. You tell a friend. You tell a coworker. You tell a brother. You tell a sister. You tell a mama. You tell a papa. You tell someone with ears. Then they listen to the show. They come here. They sip up their laughs. So hoo-hoo-hoo. And these are strong laughs. And then they tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Keep spreading the word. Keep making, letting people know. Sing it from the rooftops. J Train. I listen every weekday. You answer my emails. And YouTube. YouTube. Hey, YouTube land. Keep commenting, comment on YouTube, follow on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. I'm putting up videos every single day. Heather McMahon, what a pleasure it was to have her on the show. That video is great. Go, go, go. Watch on YouTube. Comment. Hit a little wavy thing. Let me know. One last announcement before we get started. We'll get to the emails. We're going to do emails, charcuterie chat, quick hit questions. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. We are doing a Beach by Happy Hour live happy hour. This is meant to be fun. This is meant for you to get your friends involved. It is like a talk show. You don't have to get yourself all done up. It's not like a Zoom meeting. It's more like watching The Tonight Show. That's what it's like. I got two new guests. I got three new segments. I got a dating app makeover. A fan of the show is coming on to get made over. And then I'm going to do audience questions. We have, you know, I'm always, I'm always tinkering. I'm always in the shop with my, with, my, with my tool belt, okay? I'm always tinkering. So we're playing with the times. It's not going to be, you know, we've had ones that have gone two hours. We've, have gone, we've, we've worked on the, the schedule of it. We're going to keep it moving quick. It's for you to share with a friend of yours. Go get your ticket right now because it's Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. It's a talk show. It is fun. And also get your drinks ready. The deal breaker is the drink that we're doing for the show. So there's a drinking game element to this whole thing too. So get your friends involved. I'm there for you. I I get nervous. This is like a live show. So I do feel the responsibility of you, the listener, you, the watcher, who's bringing people along. So get people involved. Get your tickets right now. Link is on my stories or in my bio, one of the two. Uh, let's do some emails. You ready? Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Before quarantine, I went on a great first date. Lasted four hours, she writes. After the date, I didn't hear from him. A month later, he showed up at the same bar as me after I texted him and told him I was there. I reached out. I went back to his apartment with him. Around 1 a.m., I didn't have sex despite <clears throat> I went back to his apartment with him around 1 a.m. Didn't have sex despite him not making an effort to take me out again. Did going back with him at 1 a.m. make him lose respect for me? Ghosted me after that. When we were together, he said he had a great time, kept complimenting me, and we should hang again. If you run into a guy at a bar you have gone on one date with, but he hasn't contacted you after, and he asked you to go back, what, what, what should you say if you aren't just looking for a hookup? Hope to hear your perspective. So I would say that this email, I get what she's asking. 
I understand. She's like, so, you know, went on a date four hours. Hey, the four hours doesn't matter to me. Getting to the date is a bigger uh, leap than staying four hours. I can stay four hours with someone that I just met. It's harder for me to get to that date than it is to stay four hours. So let me just say that right away. Then she says a month goes by, doesn't hear from him. Then she sees him at the bar. She texts him, hey, is that you, good looking? And then at 1 a.m. they go back to his place and they don't have sex. But I'm sure, I'm not going to assume, they spent the night together, no sex. Let's just say that. That's what she wrote. Did going back with him at 1 a.m. make him lose respect for me? No. This is... This is a misconception that I get from women all the time. Oh, am I seen as a goes back at 1 a.m. girl? No, 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 no. The most important part of your email is that a month later, he's at the bar with you. So what he has done is he has, see, you're not giving him the credit that it's, something's not going both ways. The month later is the most important part. He went on a four-hour date with you and had a good enough time. It wasn't the match for him to reach out and go on the second date. See how the four hours is easier than going on the date at all? It was easier for him to stay there four hours because you're already there. He's already made the time for you. You are in front of him. The second date didn't happen because he didn't want to bear the responsibility of a second date. He let you know by his actions that he is looking for casual. So when he, you text him at the bar and you're like, hey, yoo-hoo, he goes, oh my God, now I get to live by the nonverbal contract that was made by me not reaching out for a month. She was so okay with me not reaching out for a month that she was willing to live by the contract of someone who wouldn't reach out for a month. So I understand where you're trying to dig into like, oh, he doesn't respect you. No, 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 no. I mean, anyone could look at this and go, he doesn't respect you, I I guess. But I'm saying he's not thinking of it that deeply. He's thinking of this as, oh, she knows the deal. She knows that I'm being, you know, I'll do, I'll hang out on my schedule. And she's trying to live in a world of like and don't like. That's not how this works. Like is on a spectrum. So he liked you enough to go back to his place with you uh, without having to, you know, make any effort on his schedule. That's how much he liked you. And then you say he ghosted again. No, no, no. He did what he did the first time. So he's living by the contract that was established after he didn't get in touch with you a month. So I'm not saying you're dumb for thinking this way. I'm not saying, thinking you're wrong. I'm just saying the perspective shift have to happen. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. COVID cold feet. I matched with a guy at the beginning of March on an app. I'm in NYC. He lives in Boston. He was up for a job in the city, so he was in NYC interviewing when, he, when we watched, when we matched. We had tons of FaceTime dates, phone calls, texts, et cetera, for about six weeks. Then he told me he wasn't sure if the job uh, he interviewed for was still available as the company had to adjust due to COVID. He said he likes me a lot but didn't want to do long distance, especially because we had never met. We hadn't even met. They've only done FaceTime. I totally agreed. I said I liked him as well. And to reach out if ever if he ever visited the city, we didn't talk for over a month. Two weeks ago, he texted me saying he got, a jo- he got the job in New York City and was moving to that at the beginning of July. He said he'd been thinking about me and 
was excited to reach out and tell me he was officially moving. We connected again and went right back to FaceTimes, calls, etc., uh, texts, etc. I'm currently down south for a few weeks. He even brought up driving to meet somewhere in between Boston and, uh, and where I am just so we didn't have to wait until July to meet. That's one of those things you say, but you don't really mean. You're just saying that you're the type of guy who would. It's 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 a like a deceitful trust builder thing. You know, I should just come down there. <gasps> oh, he, you would come down here? Well, we'll see. You know, it's not that ain't that doesn't matter to me. About five days ago, I noticed he hadn't uh, he didn't answer two of my calls or call me back. The texting lagged and I could feel a shift. I asked him what was up since he something fell off. He said he didn't know if he had uh, has romantic feelings for me and realized it a couple days before. He said he didn't want to lead me on and didn't know how exactly he how he felt. I'm laughing because he's ahead of himself. This whole thing is ahead of where it should be. Like, I, I I, just realized I didn't have romantic feelings for you. No, no, no. He realized how deep he fucking was. So if you guys got together, there was no real shot at like, let's do drinks and see what happens. If you guys, and this is going to happen for a lot of like people who met in quarantine. You think he's moving to a new city and he's like, oh, I just want to go on a first date that's actually a 30th. That's too fast for anybody, guy or girl. Uh, he said he didn't want to lead me on and didn't know exactly how he felt. This is what I said. Thank you for being honest with me. I respect your feelings, but I am a bit disappointed since we never got to do the fun part of things like meeting in person. I don't often have such a fun and easy connection or attraction with someone as I feel like we did here. If something changes, let me know. I would really like to meet you in person. Good luck with your move to New York. Trying to not romanticize things, but our connection was really awesome and something I hadn't felt in a while. What do you think happened here? Is there a chance he'll text me down the road? There's definitely a chance he will text you down the road. I, there's always a chance for that. I would be realistic. I think he's doing a little bit of a cooling off period. What's going to happen in my best estimates, my best guess is that he won't text for a while. He'll get settled into an apartment in July. Uh, around August, you'll start to see likes from him on Instagram. September, when it starts cooling down and there's really no summer beach time hangs going on, you'll get some sort of DM or some sort of response to your Instagram stories. I think that's how it's going to go. Your job is to stay realistic. Um, your job is to say, be as honest as you're being with me. Hey, I had a good connection with him, but... Uh, Connection over text is different than in person. So let that in-person thing happen. If he reaches out, otherwise you move on. If he reaches out, I think you don't take it personally because these types of things, I mean, what's crossing his mind is exactly what I'm saying. I, it can't be that far away because it would cross my mind. New city, I don't know what's going to happen. This girl that I've never met, I'm already on date 30 with. Date one is going to be a lot of promises that I really can't keep, a la driving midway like he was going to fucking do that. He wasn't going to do that. So my point to you is to say, I would I would receive a first date, but I wouldn't go after it. And when it happens, I would see it as a first date because he's going to try and do the same thing that he's done, which is to say, I'm not ready. And because he thinks that he's fucking hot shit and he's not. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Casper, the virtual boyfriend, where art thou? Dating app newbie. I downloaded Hinge at the beginning of lockdown. I find it simultaneously overwhelming and underwhelming. I'm comfortable, independent, gotten on as a an attempt to stay social and connected during this madness. <clears throat> In 
perhaps fill my boots with some sexting suing. No, I'm not going to sue you. You're okay. Was surprised to be excited about one of the bachelors I was chatting with at the beginning. We chatted for five weeks straight before accepting lockdown was lasting this fucking long, sharing frustrations, hopes of eventually meeting, and some healthy sexting of what we would quote unquote like to do if we got the chance. Banter understandably slowed. He complained that all the it all seemed hopeless and like this could never <laughs> could never end. Oh, what will we do? Oh, FaceTiming with you while I rub my penis is getting so old. How will we ever go on? Will this ever end? Like what does he think this is? Um uh, what it like a banter understandably slowed. He complained that it all seemed hopeless. Oh, yeah, I went into my whole thing just now. Uh, I noticed he deleted his hinge during this hopeless peak, appearing defeated. Read a bit, I your to me, read a bit Eeyore to me, but I suggested a FaceTime meet. Oh, so she's saying he seemed a little depressing. Uh, read a bit Eeyore to me, but I, so I suggested a FaceTime meet or social distance stroll, and he chose FaceTime. He blew it off. Fine. Sounds awkward anyways. He said it still seemed hopeless, and he does better in person. I don't buy that shit. He could have done a fucking call if he really wanted to. I let it breathe, figuring we'll meet on the flip side. So the restrict with the restriction loosening this week, I threw the guy a bone and reached out saying I'm ready and opening uh, and opening to some outdoor hangs. How is he operating? No response. What the fuck? What guy doesn't take a bone throw at him on lockdown? Should I read the room and grant a hall pass, figure that everyone is spacing and maybe I'll hear from him when things fully open? Or did he find a quarantine buddy and is cutting off any opportunities? This would surprise me as he doesn't as he seems strict on social distancing, which I found attractive. Well, I wouldn't buy that either. He seemed strict because he knew you'd like him seeming strict uh, as well and denied my offer to, for a walk. What's the point of uh, all that chatting if you never want to meet? Torn between not holding things against someone during a pandemic, but also weary of my lockdown love interest just being another flavor of fuck flavor of fuck boy ignoring text feels unkind when kindness is much needed these days where do i file this where do you what do you predict even though we've never met it's hard to not feel rejected well i can't tell you how to feel i can't tell you to not feel rejected um because you were in a way rejected but i don't think it's that personal like i think first of all you don't know what's going on on the other side this guy could have a girlfriend the way he's operating is very relationship-y. On the app, off the app, uh, all of a sudden becomes a little bit more uh, you know, emotional to try and fend you off from asking too many questions. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, I think, again, this is one of those situations. You write something very specific. You wrote, I threw the guy a bone and reached out saying I'm ready and open and opening to some outdoor hangs. Uh, what the fuck? What guy doesn't take a bone thrown at him for lockdown? There's this thing where, like, I talk about a lot about sex and guys are, you know, always thinking with their penis a lot on this p podcast specifically. So when you throw a bone at someone and you're like, who doesn't do that? And it's like, yeah, guys still say no to uh, kind of sex that is being put out in front of them or sexual hangs, you're saying, because you've sex uh, sexed in the past. So my point to you is that there's something going on the other side. This guy might have only wanted to make the effort that was found on the app and found in texting. You say, why would someone talk for this long? Because it's easy to talk the talk. It's easy to text you every time he's on the shitter. It's easy to kind of place you into a certain part of his day. So 
what I'm saying is you sent the text, you let it be known that you're open to it, put that on the resume of this guy. Okay, I sent him a text, got weird, always remember. Like, don't forget that that happened. And then you got to move on. He might text you. He might have an explanation. I don't know what that explanation would be. But to me, this is, I mean, this sounds to me like someone who's dating someone else and is more farther along with someone else. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Threesomes in relationships. I met a guy in a bar July last year. We hit it off and started hooking up consistently beginning of August. He was upfront when I first met him that he had just gotten out of a long-term uh, year relationship where they were engaged. So I didn't have high expectations. However, things escalated pretty quickly with us going on two trips the first month of us seeing each other, which is usually a little fast for me. Yeah, two trips the first month. That's, a, that's extremely fast for anybody. But it felt right, and I enjoyed spending time with him. Good for you. Even from the start, we would spend three to four nights a week together. He introduced me to all his friends. We would travel, go to events together. So it seemed like, to me, that we were moving in a relationship even though he said he wasn't mentally ready for that after his last breakup fast forward to march we have been quarantining together and it's been surprisingly easy i'm finally his official girlfriend now here's my issue from early on in dating he has told me that he has always wanted to have a threesome with another girl and me i have said that i'm 50 50 on it because i've never had one either and not sure how i feel about it probably my own insecurities well i mean it's okay to not want to have a threesome. I mean, I, it can be, it's more than your own insecurities. You like this guy and it would be weird for you to see him with someone else. I would understand that. The idea is hot to me, but when I start seriously thinking about it, I get inside my own head too much and get upset at the thought that he would want to be with someone else. Did I just, I, I haven't read this email. This is crazy. Um, I'm not, I'm not crazy. This is, that's understandable. I want to be open to his sexual fantasies and vice versa, but I'm struggling with the being confident in myself enough to not feel like he wants to just hook up with another girl. We've talked about this a lot and he has reiterated that it's just sexual fantasy and our physical and emotional connection is special and can't be replaced. I, what's your advice in this situation? I think sexual fantasies are his own but it's also a it's also to it's a two-way street like you being open to it is great you having the talk is great you f giving it some thought is very nice of you but it's also okay to give it some thought and go that's not really what i'm looking for maybe there's a way you know to you know to kind of cut the baby in half maybe there's a way to go hey maybe we bring in sex toys or we bring in um some other way to make it feel like there's, you know, there's some excitement here. I, but I think it's okay to go, these are my, my thoughts. I, I think it's totally fine to say, that, I don't think it makes you, specifically you, not a confident person. That's my thing. Because it feels like you're being hard on yourself. It feels like you're saying, if only my confidence was higher, then I'd be able to have this threesome that my boyfriend dreams of. And it's like... No, there's a lot of high confidence people that'd be like, fuck that. You, you fuck me, not anyone else. I don't want you with another woman there that I don't know, that I that I don't really trust, that I don't that I think maybe you guys could have this other relationship. Anyone would feel that way. If I was in a threesome with my girlfriend and it was another guy there, I'd be like, who's this fucking dude? I'd be like, is this for real? Like I and he wouldn't have to be, he could look just like me. And uglier. He could be, you know, some fatter, uglier, balder version of me. And I'd be like, 
fuck that guy's penis. Like, I, I don't like, you know, maybe it's his balls. Like, I don't know. I'd be, I would be in my head. And I, I don't think, I, you know, everyone has confidence issues. I'm saying, I think owning the idea that your insecurities about this situation and realizing that your insecurities aren't something that you need to work on. This isn't like you going to a therapist being like, you know, I just don't understand it. I can't, I can't fuck my boyfriend while he fucks another woman. Like I, that's not going to, so I think it's okay to say no to this and be okay with, I, I mean, of course it's okay to say no to this, but it's also okay to say to him that this, this route of your sexual fantasy, while I understand maybe you get that out in different ways via porn, via, you know, whatever way that you can get this out of your system, but this won't happen here. And if he ends it, I, I don't think it's because of this. I don't think he's like, I got to have my threesome before I go off. Like, I don't think he's <laughs> like, I don't think that's why relationships end. So that's my perspective. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more email before we get to the email. We are sponsored. Support the sponsors, supports the show. So if any of these sponsors can, they all give you free money. So they're all giving you deals and they want you to use those deals. And when you use those deals, you help the show. So if these deals can help you, there you go. Brooklinen, 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code JTRAIN only at brooklinen.com. So confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and loungewares and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Brooklinen.com, use code JTRAIN. Postmates, get $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use code JTRAIN. FabFitFun. Choose from a variety of beauty, fashion, fitness, wellness products to customize your box. Get $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. Ritual Vitamins. Better health doesn't happen overnight. Get 10% off your first three months at ritual.com slash JTrain. ExpressVPN. Protect your privacy online and watch streaming services from anywhere in the world. Get three months free at expressvpn.com slash JTrain. So those are the sponsors. If any of those spoke to you, Use it. Then you help me. This is great. Pregnant and ending a relationship. Oof. J-Train. Bummed your March show in Boston got canceled, but looking forward to seeing you in November. Yep, I'll be back on the road. There might be some more summer road dates coming. Put your ear to the ground. This problem might be above your pay grade, but there's no one I trust more for relationship advice. Okay, so let me acknowledge... I'm not a professional. I'm just somebody to hear your problems and I don't know you. So that sometimes makes it easier to confide in this podcast. So I understand. So I haven't read this, but let's see. My brother is married and his wife is pregnant, unplanned, and neither of them really want a child. On top of that, their relationship sucks and he does not want to be with his wife anymore. Baby's due in August, but they have been uh, having more problems than ever, especially during quarantine. My brother is saying he is done with the relationship and wants out, so now it is just a matter of time. He is struggling because he wants to support her through the pregnancy and not abandon her and wants to find a way to, uh, to agree to separate, uh, to separate now 
uh, he can still support her as the mother of his child, but come up with a plan to co-parent now before the baby uh, comes instead of trying to do that with a newborn. She knows that he is pretty much checked out of the relationship as these conversations about divorce come up often and they are both unhappy. I should also mention that they have been in therapy for five years, been together six. So what do you think? They have also talked about putting the baby up for adoption as neither of them really wanted a child in the first place. As I mentioned, thanks for any all help. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry this is happening. Um, again, yes, this is very much above the pay grade of a guy who says totes preach and feather my nuts a lot. So let's all acknowledge that first. Um, before we get sorry to laugh, but I mean, I and, and listen, I understand why these emails come here. You know, just writing the email, I'm sure feels better. If I was to advise your brother, I would say that right now, the hardest part about a messy house is that it feels like there's a lot to do at once. Let's start with cleaning out the closet. So what does that mean? What that means is, I think he, you, you know, what you just said about the relationship sounds like it's over. And it sounds like he, I think the earlier he ends it and gets ending a relationship, no matter if you're dumped or dumping or whatever it is, it's emotional. People say things they don't mean. Um, what you're saying about uh, doing it before a newborn, I agree with. I, I, I do understand the, the viewpoint of like, you don't want to emotionally um, be upsetting to a pregnant woman. But I also do believe that if you end it with while acknowledging that we have to plan what our next steps are and and you start with ending the relationship, then the rest kind of comes down the line. So right now it just feels cluttered. It feels like I got a lot to do and then you end up doing nothing. I think the first thing they need to do is talk about their relationship in a non-emotional way. Hey, this is obviously not working, but we are going to be we are going to be partners for the rest of our lives. Let's, let's just say that. We're going to be partners for the rest of our lives. That we are going to be eternally connected. Let's admit to that while also saying we could be eternally connected while also agreeing that this relationship didn't work out and maybe there's a future for us as co-parents and friends. Be open to that. Try to put away the, the stuff, the fights, the arguments, the silly things. Right now, his goal should be let's end the romantic part to begin the uh, co-manager part. We're, and I know that's a kind of like a, a tough way to put a kid into the idea of this whole thing, but you guys are running this kid, the, the kid company. So you guys got to be good business partners. How do we figure this out? And I think if you, uh, the, you know, the children... All that stuff falls in a line. They can fig- then they can figure out how do we co-parent? How do we go through the delivery process? How do we, uh, do we bring grandparents into this? How do we do babysitters? Should we put them up, uh, the kid up for adoption? You know, all of those things come into play. So, but I think it starts with, let's figure out you and me. The baby, it'll figure out. Once we are figured out, and the, well, the baby, <laughs> the peanut gallery just, you know, butt it in with the baby. We'll figure out. I know that seems. I agree that see that sounds. Um, that sounds like the most important issue is the baby. But 
you can't even get to the most important issue with all this emotional stress. If if you guys can't get to the negotiation table, then the baby can't be figured out. So let's have a, a negotiation of what we are to each other. Then we can go forward what, with that contract in place to do what's best for the baby. That's my personal, again, above my pay grade, I admit to that, but, you know, that's what they call me, the J-Train. Making all the stops, baby. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do the coronavirus rant of the day. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's coronavirus rant of the day. No, I, I said it wrong. Let's do charcuterie chat. Let me. Shelby, are you out there? Let's do the charcuterie chat. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat is about this Fisher-Price charcuterie board. This is a Fisher-Price charcuterie playset. What is the goal of buying this for your child? Look at these two kids. Are you trying to bring up an asshole? Are you trying to, did you want, I mean, look at this kid. He looks, his name is definitely Sawyer. He's wearing a bow tie that's askew. He's got a fedora on. They both look like the most annoying couple in Brooklyn. They look like they tell you, oh, we don't use cable. We love vinyl. Do you have any vinyls that we can play? They, I, I, I don't understand what you're trying to bring into this world when you buy your kid this. What are you trying to teach them? To, to look down on people who eat brie? Is that your goal as a parent? To, are you trying to bring up two kids that are probably correct people's grammar? Are you trying to get two kids that are going to start a couple's podcast together? Because, listen, clear out all of Brooklyn because these two kids are ready to move there. Charlotte and Sawyer. And their dog, you know, their dog that's annoying. And their kid they'll probably name Buttons. And you'd be like, you named a child Buttons? And they're like, yeah, my parents bought me a Fisher-Price charcuterie set. So what'd you fucking expect? I'm just saying. Charcuterie. Let people find charcuterie. There's nothing to be taught via the vehicle of meats and cheeses and a little bit of fruit. Only to teach them to think they're better than other people, and that because they can, you know, put it in a, 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 in a nice design that looks good on Instagram. Oh, there's there's no two children on earth that look more annoying than them right now. That's today's charcuterie chat. You can send in your charcuterie chat to jtrainpodcast@gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's end with some quick hit questions. Hit the music, Shelby. Guy I used to date hooked up. Uh, guy I used to date slash hook up with messaged me on Hinge. Why? Because he's already established the breakup, and now he's putting it in your. He's putting it in your. Um, he's established the breakup, so now he's putting the onus on you to decide if you're okay with hooking up based on the contract that was negotiated in your breakup. So since you already broke up, he doesn't have to break up again. So he messages you there. If you message back, then it's like, oh, I guess she's down for casual like I said I wanted before. 
Dude told me I have an open invite to come over and use his Peloton. Code for hooking up? Yeah, it's a code for flirting, which is a road to hooking up. You have an open invite. Here's the thing. I don't put... Nobody has an open invitation to my house. Ever. I want calls and texts to let me know that you're planning on maybe coming one day. If you have an open invitation to someone's house, they are getting something in return. So this guy is getting your companionship. So yes, he's going to get a blowjob, he thinks. What app should I try first for a relationship, Bumble or Hinge? You can try whatever you'd like. I would encourage Hinge because I think the woman saying hi to the guy first is not really a good place for uh, starting a good relationship. Uh, The idea that someone is on a specific app for relationships versus another app for hookups is wrong. People think, oh, they're on Bumble. I'm not here. Oh, Bumble? What do I look like? I want to hook up? Every guy is on every app to hook up. Thoughts on this season of 90 Day Fiance the other way? I haven't started yet, but 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days has been fantastic. Do men care if you're too vulgar? I think people care if you're too vulgar. I think what people who people who say there's a there's a group of people who think if they say the thing that's wrong with them, then they can be that thing and don't have to apologize for it, and they just blame everything on that, and they make it everyone else's problem. Oh, I guess you're just not used to someone being vulgar. No, no, no. You sound like an animal, and you need to stop speaking that way. So, guy or girl can be too vulgar for anybody. When if uh, it's when you blame it is that it becomes annoying and you're just what you're doing is you're absolving yourself of any responsibility of your vulgarity by saying it's someone else's problem. Oh, they're sensitive. No, 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 no. You say the F word too much. What if to reveal sexual inexperience? Always be honest. As soon as you feel it, say it. Feel it, say it. Feel it, say it. Hey, we're making out. I just want to let you know I'm actually a virgin. Hey, we're making out. I just want to let you know, um, I can't wait to fuck your brains out because I fuck everyone once a week. Once a, every day, I fuck someone new. Yeah, feel it, say it. Uh, wait for boyfriend to say I love you first. No, feel it, say it. Uh, people who say they aren't beach people. It's one of those things where I don't. I think when someone says they're not a blank person, they're thinking of one thing. And you don't know what that thing is. So they do the blanket, I'm not a blank person, so that you just don't even get into it. They're trying to fend you away from any discussion. Because if they said, hey, um, I don't really feel comfortable being sweaty at a beach when there's sand, and you go, well, we're going to bring towels. No, no, no. Instead, they bring the blanket thing so that you won't even get into it. How to get a shy boy to make first move kiss you. No one's too shy to be... This whole they're shy thing is you uh, blaming, making an excuse for this guy. No one's too shy to get what they really want in life. Uh, Unless they have an actual issue, and that's another thing. But, of course, I mean generally. You, generally, women will say, oh, he's a shy guy. What should I do? And it's like, no, no, no. He is using the excuse of shy to act like he doesn't want to hang out with you. Should I have my Instagram attached to my Hinge profile? No. I think you can 
You control the message. You have only enough pic- to People who say, well, I didn't know what you look like. No, no, no. That's them uh, you know, just making an excuse. I found out my boyfriend pees sitting down. Is this normal? I asked him about it, and he thinks it is. I've peed sitting down. I don't do it normally. So it's not normal to me. I pee standing up in most cases. Going to a party, my boyfriend's ex will be there. They didn't end great. Give her space or be friendly. Be friendly. I walk through awkward, not around awkward. How many of these quarantine relationships might actually last? As many relationships that would last at meeting at a bar or on an app. All these numbers end up being the same. My boyfriend won't stop playing video games. What do I do? Play with him. Uh, boyfriend, all of a sudden he'll be like, ah, I don't know. This is kind of boring. But boyfriend is dating is boyfriend is dating my ex. Hat. Best friend is dating my ex. Happy for them, but how do I make it not awkward when she talks about him? I think, first of all, that person's not really your best friend if they're willing, if they haven't really like addressed these things with you before entering into that relationship. I would be honest with them. Hey, it makes me feel really badly. I would. Ha- you, it sounds like you haven't had a talk yet, and I think if you had this talk, you would both feel a lot better. And and also, I would revise this friendship. If they haven't had that talk with you and didn't think enough of you to have that talk, then are they really thinking of you as a friend? Biggest tip for moving in with your significant other. Lots of walks. <laughs> be excited. Be excited. That's the biggest tip. Everything is important. Everything uh, about this is new and fun. And be excited. That's our podcast. We're here Monday through Friday. Back next episode. Boom. Oh, get your tickets to the Beach by Happy Hour.